So you want to buy when there's a market crash because everyone is scared. That's when you that's when you need to buy. See, people have it opposite. They want mm. to buy when everyone is talking about it. You want to buy when everyone is scared and saying, I want to pull out, I'm afraid. That's when you buy. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast where we find dope people that did really, really dope stuff, built stuff, and got receipts. You got receipts? All that. <laughs> All that. Straight like that. So today we're uh, interviewing uh, Aristotle. Is that your real name? Yes. Really? Yes. It's my middle name, actually. It sounds like a cool stage name. Yeah, yeah, it's my middle name. What's my, your first name? Macario. So my my whole name is Macarios Aristotle Varner Jr. Macarios mm-hmm. Aristotle Varner Jr. Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, why you pick Aristotle to run with? Because it just sounded like I could brand it. It's a lit name. Yeah, yeah, I could brand it real well because, you know, Aristotle is the Greek philosopher. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I guess he's like a staple for, I guess you can say intellectual like how people move in this world or whatnot. So I like to use his name as my brand, you know, because it's my name too. That's a fact. His name is my name too. Yes, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a fact. No, I ain't mad at that. Yo, but so I, I, I've been hearing a lot about what you got going on in terms of um, stock investing, stock trading. But traditionally, mm-hmm. someone that does what you do, mm-hmm. don't got the Cubans, right. don't wear the hats, right. don't wear T-shirts, jeans, right. sneakers. right. And I heard you, like, you teach a lot of people stock trading. Yes, So I how many students you got? Well, I've taught over 20,000 plus. You've like, taught over 20,000 people? Yes. But I have um, about 6,000 people in my personal group chat. And um, AMU, we uh, teach What's about that? That? six. AMU? Oh, that's my uh, course. So AMU University is my course. Gotcha. We teach about 600 people a month. So uh, we've been doing it every month since May of 2020. So oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's been a lot. And then, uh, of course, my book. Mm-hmm. I sold a lot of copies of that. Gotcha, gotcha. So do you make, you made a lot from invest. Do you trade or do you trade. just buy? Trade. If you had to calculate, if you had to calculate, how much do you think you made from trading? Just trading alone, not teaching, not coaching, just you understanding the market and trading. I mean, I can tell you how much I average. I don't really want to say I own people pocket watching. Nah, first off, they're pocket watching already, right? right but I'm right, talking right. about like, this, I mean, in the rate, the way I frame this, right? Because right. I know that people are going to watch my interviews in the very beginning. Right. And there's a bunch of people out here that claim to be good at teaching something. Right. But they don't really have the receipts from the success of what they've done. Right. So that's why I just try to get that part out the way. Right. So they know why they're going to watch you for the next hour. Oh, yeah. So definitely, like, as far as trading within the last two years, I've definitely made well over six figures. And then I'm getting close to that million mark as far as trading. Now, Mm -hmm. investing, definitely. I made a lot during investing. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, you just got an extensive portfolio. Yes. Gotcha. So I do do investing long term, Mm -hmm. and then I do... Trading, you know, short term as far as, you know, catching the quick trends or whatnot. Gotcha, gotcha. That's that's really dope. All right, so how'd you get into it, though? So how I got into it was I was in the Army, 
And basically, I was cutting hair. So I was a barber prior to this. So I was averaging about $3,000 a month cutting hair. And then I decided to invest that $3,000. So I was living off my army money, but I was investing full-blown haircut money. Mm. Like I went all in, just put it into the stock market. Mm, so I was investing, buying shares first. And then I decided to trade options once I saw, like, people doing it on the internet. You know what I mean? I was like, you know what? I think I can make more money on this side. Mm. So I was beginner's luck coming out the gate back in 2015. Doing options or just buy, or investing in stocks? Investing in stocks. But I was still studying it. So I won't say it was beginner's luck because I was researching, picking the companies based on what I saw. And, you know, fundamental and technical analysis. And fundamental analysis is pretty much balance sheets, uh, all the, you know, the paperwork and all that behind the company as far as seeing whether it's profitable. And then technical analysis is price chart reading, you know, candlesticks, trends, support and resistance, all that. I don't know what all that means. What okay, mean? so support is your floor and resistance is your ceiling. Right. So you're looking at one of those charts that people post on Instagram, right? That's how I see it, like the little charts with the stuff going up and down. Right. It's like reds and greens and all that kind of stuff. Right. So floor is like a number, I'm guessing? So support will be your floor. So just how you was building a house, you would have support beams. So support would definitely be your floor as far as option trading, right? So basically, I'm looking for bounces of support. And if it breaks, that's called a breakdown. And then resistance is whoa, your ceiling. What do you mean when it breaks? So if prices break below support, that's called a breakdown. Oh, so support might be, let's just say for nice round numbers, mm -hmm. a dollar. And this chart never goes below a dollar. Exactly. That's the support. Exactly. So let's just say it's a dollar on the floor, right? And then it keeps bouncing at the dollar mark. Mm -hmm. if, it bounce, if, it, if it breaks below that line, which is your support right. line. It goes to 94 cents. Exactly. We would buy what is called puts. And options, which bets on the stock to go down. But why would you bet if that's the first time it's going down? Because it broke support. Mm. So and anytime a stock breaks support, mm -hmm. it's always going to, it's going to, not always, but it's going to keep going down. Now there's things called false breakouts. So basically what we're looking for in trading is we're looking for breaks of support or breaks of resistance means the stock going up. So let's just oh, say, hold on. Yo, right. cause this is crazy because I'm learning this stuff right now. This right. is good. So resistance is the highest that it goes. Exactly. Like, so, let's say the highest okay. it's ever been is $2. So let's just say this is resistance, the top of my hand, right? And then there's a trend, right? And it keeps bouncing on resistance, right? All we're doing is waiting for it to break that price point, resistance point. And you'll be able to see it. It'll be like a, you know, a flat line. It could be all types of ways. But wait, what we're waiting for is a break of resistance. Mm -hmm. And once it breaks that point, that's when we buy. You buy betting that it goes up more. Yes. But which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because But there's it, a there's a strategy though. So it has to break support or resistance with what is called volume. Mm -hmm. And volume would be the price bars at the bottom of the chart. So basically there's volume, right? And volume All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
with NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Volume is how many contracts are traded. So basically what volume is, think of it like a quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. So let's just say Michael Vick, like I got on Vicks, right? So I'm left-handed. The, the, the further he throws it, that's called high volume. So if he throws it with a lot of power, that's a lot of volume. Mm. If he throws it with weak power, that's low volume. So let's just say Michael Vick throws the ball with nice volume. That's going to give me confidence to bet more on the breakout. So how sharp it goes above that line. With volume. With volume. But if it's like the line, it's like just like, creeping over the line, then that's less volume. Yes, if, but you'll be able to see it. If, it. if it tries to break out with less volume, all it's going to do is just false breakout. That's crazy, bro. I've been looking at these charts for years. Exactly. Not studying them, but like seeing them. Mm -hmm. And people post them online like, like we know what they're talking about. But now I'm, I'm going to be looking at like yes, the breaks. Yes, those lines, those breaks of support Dang. and resist. So be looking for that. Be looking for certain lines, resistances, which is the stock bouncing up, just like the ceiling resistance. And let's just say, you know, I throw a ball hard enough to break the ceiling. That's called a breakout. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I throw the ball weak, it's probably going to bounce from the ceiling. You see what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So that's kind of how you got to think of stocks, too, as far as how we play them. But we play them in various ways. We also play bounces, which I'll be teaching at the uh, live trading uh, course conference that we have. Mm -hmm. September 13th or September 11th through the 13th. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, so, like, when what was what was the first stock that you invested in and why? Because you said you got lucky. Right. How? So, it was marijuana stocks. Okay. So, I would say it was Canopy Growth, um, Kronos Group. Um, it was a lot of them. I invested in Apple. I invested in... Um, how much did you take and invest your first investment? Seven thousand. Seventy right. Oh yeah. But I invested the whole thing, but only into shares though. Who told you that that was a good thing to do? Well, I read books, so that's how I learned. When I was in the army, I was a scholar, so I was in the army. I was a twenty-five Bravo, which was an information and technology specialist, mm -hmm. and basically, I knew that I could study anything because that's how I was able to get in the army by studying or whatnot. I joined when I was 18, back in 2014. So that's so basically, I just knew that all I had to do was just apply effort to this, and then I'll learn it one day. Because I, I taught, I self-taught myself how to barber. So that gave me the self-confidence to self-teach myself stocks. 
because mm. I literally went on YouTube, learned how to barber, and now I'm making 3000 a month. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I can just go on YouTube or, or and read books and learn the stock market the same way. And I ended up doing it. Really? So, okay. All right. So I'm trying to, I, I want to get into, I mean, I'm, I'm in two stocks and I, I mean, I don't have a whole, I don't like have a huge, huge portfolio consider it's 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 a cool size but it's i don't know really when my friend tells me to invest in something i just do that right Mm -hmm. but how do i start to research because i realized that there were two types of investors some invest strictly based on the chart they're not looking at the company the books nothing like that which i thought was weird to me i'm like yo you're just trusting the trend to keep being the trend which it just doesn't make sense and then you have the other which is Fundamental? Yes. Fundamental. fundamental, where they're looking at the performance of the company. Mm-hmm. But you do both. Yes. Hmm. Which one should I do? I believe... What should if, I learn? If you have time to watch the stocks from 9.30 to about 11, mm-hmm. then you can watch it from... Then you can trade. That kind of distracted me just now. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So basically, to answer your question... You should honestly try long-term investing if you don't have time to watch the charts. Mm. If you have time to watch the charts from 9.30 to 11, then you should be trading, in my opinion. Mm. So you always were like a, a reader, studier, researcher? Always? Yes. I was. Uh, I actually did good in high school. It's just I couldn't afford to go to college. Tell me about your growing up, like your background. So I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from here. I'm from the south side of Atlanta. Most of my family live right. in Riverdale and Cleveland okay. Avenue. Oh, okay. I went to Morrow. I, oh, I graduated from Morrow. Oh, okay. senior year. Yeah, okay, I graduated yeah, from yeah. Clayton County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Clayton County. So most of my family went to Riverdale in uh, high school. And then the other half of my family, they from Cleveland Avenue. So they went to, you know, my dad actually went to Forest Park High School. Mm. And my mom went to Banneker High School. Oh, yeah, DSGB for real. Oh, yeah. Born yeah, and bred yeah. out here. Yeah, I'm out. I, I'm from here. Where? So, um, basically, we grew up, you know, I grew up on, I guess you can say, poor at first. Because my mom had me at 19 my sister at 17. Mm. So, we grew up in the hood for the most part, I Same would say. father? No. Nah. Oh. So, we grew up in the hood for the most part when I was little. My mom and dad ended up breaking up when I was like two months. So I never seen my, my mom and dad together. Really? Yeah. So, you know, we started, I started from the bottom, bottom. Do you, are you still, are, do you, did you still have a relationship with your dad though? Yeah. Okay, I'm a junior. Gotcha. So, so we, y'all was cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good. Yeah. I used to, my dad actually used to cut my hair. So that inspired me to want to be a barber. Gotcha. Because my dad was the one who gave me the haircuts when I was little. So I was like, well, if he can do it, I can do it one day. So a lot of these, it's a lot of parallel to my life. My dad was a barber for me personally. So Mm -hmm. that made me like, okay. And I remember he self-taught himself. So, um, yeah, we grew up on the south side of Atlanta. um, And then we became, my mom actually ended up getting a nice job. So it's like the boys in the hood story, actually, like. My father lives in the hood, but my mom lives in the burbs. Mm. So my mom was is actually smart. Even though, you know, she she made, I won't say mistakes. She just had children early. Haven't we all? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and she ended up getting a nice job at ATT, you know, 
What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal making good money you know she did very well she was buying her own house she had a mercedes all that but my dad still you know in the hood and my dad you know which one which one did you like more so. Like which parent? Nah, nah, not with parent day. Not like that. That would have been a terrible question. Oh. Not like staying with your dad in kind of like the hood, or did you like the 
the moving on up vibe or what? So I end up getting expelled from elementary school and then I end up having to live with my father Whoa, for a expelled bit. Expelled from elementary? Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, you all right? You never know what's going <laughs> on. Lives. So what'd you get expelled from elementary for? I got expelled for um, allegedly telling a young lady to give me oral sex. But I don't remember saying that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Uh, elementary. Second grade. Dang. Did you always have like, did you have trouble in school growing up or no? Yeah, I, I was actually a weird case. I would get all A's, but all F's in, in, in conduct. So I was kind of like, it was weird for the teachers. They didn't know how to take me because I was, I literally took the same classes at the, making the same test scores as the smart people. I took all honors classes, honor roll, all that, but I just acted out. Really? So like your brain always worked like that? Yes. Dang, that's I wild. just what I what I realized something about me was I didn't believe in systems. Mm. And I joined the military and everything and still just was rebellious. What made you want to join the military though? Didn't have money for college, keep it on it, which I, I didn't want to go, but I was never really afraid of anything in life. Mm. Cause you know what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. And then you get out, you're a barber, and you start doing mm -mm -mm. some research. I'm in the uh I'm I'm a barber while I'm in the military. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. How long were you in the military? Six years. Six years. And you you didn't know anything about trading while you were in the military, though? I mean, well, before you started? I literally learned it while I, like, as soon as I started. But I'm trying to understand, like, what got you interested in it? Like, you know, like, some normally somebody comes across and says, hey, I'm doing some stocks. And you're like, hey, what stocks? What's that? Like, what what sparked it, though? Well, it seems like the I, was, way I was a barber, so... Mm -hmm. I'm a networker. So right. people get in my chair, I hear discussions. So I was a well-rounded barber. So I, I cut white people, hair, Asians, everybody, because we was in the army. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? It was better for them to get their hair cut by me so they can enjoy their free time, play their video games, right, right. or they can spend literally an hour getting their hair cut. And in the army, our time was valuable. So gotcha. it, I made a lot of money cutting hair. So I would overhear conversations uh, and it was, it was the white soldiers. They were talking about it. Mm. And it was the nerds. They were talking about it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know what? I think I should do that one day. And then I would just be asking them questions like, what's going on with this, this, and that? And then one guy ended up, as soon as I uh, got to AIT, he was like, uh, I want to put you in this program that's teaching trading. He said, it's free. It was a, a Zoom meeting. Actually, I just got back. I just got to Fort Stewart, Georgia. Mm. And I go to this Zoom meeting. And it was these teenage guys just teaching candlesticks and everything, right? And I was only like 19 the years old. Candlesticks is, don't, don't, don't tell me. That's the technical analysis. Yep. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I attended this uh, webinar when I was like 19 years old, learning about that, how they make money. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I think I could do this one day. So then literally when I turned 20, I end up, excuse me, I end up just researching it, you know, out of nowhere because I saved a lot of money cutting hair. I saved up about 10000 or whatnot. Yeah. But, you know, so I was skeptical at first. I was just researching. All I did was Google it, how to make money from a cell phone. Right. And then I just keep seeing the stock market. So I was like, you know, I'm going to just hop into it. Gotcha. So I'm like, you know what? I literally spent, because I learned how to cut hair when I was 18 years old. Mm. That's when I started making money. So I literally went on YouTube and got good with it. I would say in about... 
three months. Yeah, I like the yeah. What was that movie where like the kid, whatever he learned, he just can do it. He cannot. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It was the y'all don't watch good movies, or I or it wasn't really a movie. Maybe I just saw it somewhere. But it's like it's like like Neo on the Matrix. Like you can download some information and automatically know how to do karate stuff like that. That's that's my how brain I doesn't work like that. You're gifted. I feel like I could learn how to do anything. What I learned about life is if you try your best and you apply, like just give it your all. Because I gave it, this is what taught me to give my all for the rest of my life. I never told anyone this story, by the way. Um, it was senior year of track. I was running track. We was in Kansas. So I spent my senior year of high school in Kansas. So I literally grew up in Atlanta my whole life. And then my stepfather joins the military my 11th grade year. And then we end up moving to Kansas when he got out of basic training or whatnot. So this is a culture shock for me. I'm mm-hmm. from Atlanta. It's all black. It's probably five white people in my school. I moved to Kansas. It's an all white school. So I'm sitting by myself at lunch for the first two months. I, I mean, I right. know for the first month because it's all white. You know, I just mm-hmm. came from an all black school. But if I didn't move to Kansas, I wouldn't be where I am today. Why? Because it changed, it forced me to open up my mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how closed-minded I was living in Atlanta. Yeah. Like, even though this is a big city, it's open, you you sit back and realize a lot of people don't leave here. They do, they, it's, they just go to the clubs around Atlanta. And I realized, like, when I moved to Kansas and being around a different environment, especially just being around at a predominantly white school, that it was more to life. And you know what I'm saying? I learned what generational wealth was. Cause mm. when I was in and when I was in Atlanta, we all rode the bus. Yeah. I moved to Kansas, they all drive to school. You know what I mean? So it different, was different experience. Different. And plus, if you never see it, yeah, you, you don't even you like be thinking it. it's possible. Their school lunch is better, the curriculum was harder. I'm just looking at all this. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it, especially the moment when I had to go to the army. Mm. I'm sitting back looking. All the white kids, all the black kids too. You know, I'm from Atlanta, so I don't count. Yeah. Going to college. Their parents got money for them to go to school, drive cars. And I'm working at McDonald's at the time. So mm. I'm serving the kids, the rich white kids in my school. You know what I mean? Like they come <laughs> and I'm just sitting here like, dang, not only did you, did your parents give you a car, but they gave you money to buy food too. It's different. So I'm just looking, I'm like, I gotta work for everything I have. So it just made me hungry because I'm like, I'm smart, too. I could go to college, but I can't afford it. Yeah. So, like, it just gave me a drive to want to figure out ways to make sure I'm not left out. Gotcha. If that don't make sense. Gotcha. If that makes sense. All right, so I'm going to attempt to have you, like, teach me this stuff. But I need you to teach it to me, mm-hmm. not from a genius perspective. Because right. I don't even—I was just talking to somebody the other day, and my question was, like, yo, how do you research— Mm-hmm. I don't even like I I can get pointers on that. I need help with that, bro. This is how you research. And I learned this uh throughout how I learned how I learned something from scratch. So this is how you do it. Any topic, whether it's real estate, whether it's stock market, whether it's podcasting, no matter what it is, you need three opinions. You need three mm. opinions. So this is how you research. You Google how to start real estate. Me, honestly, I literally go to every single link and read all of them. And what I learned was they're going to have similarities because remember, when you first learning something, you don't know what to trust. Yeah. So you like, how do I trust what you teaching me in the first place? 
But when you start seeing three people say the same thing, now you're like, okay, I trust that. I trust that. I trust that. That guy said something differently. That guy. And then you start realizing, okay, I like this guy's strategy better. And then what you start doing is you start creating one you from all of their opinions, if that makes sense. I like that. Okay. All right. So my my thing is, maybe I don't even know what to read. Like, just from school, bro, like on projects— I don't think I've ever passed a project because I'd rather just not do it. Because I sit down in front, if I want to learn something, all of, the way I learn is through experience, right? Mm-hmm. I learned how to podcast because I, almost 200 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. I just I just do it and do it. And I, now I can teach based on the experience. But I if I'm going to go on a computer and say, how do you ask good questions? How do you set up a podcast? Right. I would be so confused. So in terms of, Technical, no, fundamental, fundamental. analysis mm-hmm. in terms of researching a company. How do you research to a point where you feel comfortable to invest money in it? I would say I'm looking at their uh, assets versus liabilities. I'm reading. I'm where looking at. Where do we at, find it? Show me. Okay. Where's my phone? Show me like where you get that stuff from. Like, I mean, let's say I'm, we're gonna say we're gonna research. Somebody give me a company. Apple, Apple's easy. right. Apple, give me something else. Road. I don't think it's called Roadcaster, bro. That's the name General of the equipment. General okay. Mills. General. Okay, so what would I type in in a General Mill? What would I type in in Google to start the process of uh, should I invest in this? So sec.gov would be one you could type it into. Sec.gov. I would say it's a it's a cheat code site that I like to tell people called Simply Wall Street. Simply Wall Street. So Simply Wall Street is a good one. So Simply it got, it Wall already had, Street? Yeah, so Simply Wall Street. Yep, that's it. So basically, you would go, and you could type in the company, right? Okay. So you could type in the company. Let's just say— There's no General Mills. All right. Uh, let's just do GM, because I don't. I, I know they're not going to—I can't find that quickly. General, General Motors, Motors, right? So Chevys, Corvettes, all that, right? So this is a quick way to get good fundamental analysis quick, right? Mm-hmm. So they showing you uh, already. You got to sign in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got an account? I do. Oh uh, yeah, go to so yours. They ain't about to start blasting me. That's how you would. Now pull it up though, because I want. I want to see. I want to go through the process of uh, seeing it. Out. Okay. Yeah. So. Basically, with fundamental analysis, what people are doing, they are doing what is called giving stuff extrinsic values. So extrinsic value is almost like if you were to go to Walmart and you're trying to buy a Snicker bar, but the price is $125, but you know the price is going to be a dollar if you wait two months for the next season. So what a lot of people like to do with fundamental analysis is give things called extrinsic values. Mm -hmm. And they have a whole bunch of ways to calculate it, but they'll give it a price and they'll literally wait for it. So they'll either say, I'm going to short the stock because it's too high, or I'm going to buy it because it's at a discount. What does shorter stock mean? So short means wanting it to go up. I mean down. And longing something means wanting it to go up. So longing is so... Here are the bullish things you will hear in stocks. So you will hear what is called bullish and bearish. So it's based off the animals fighting attack style. So bull strike up, bear strike down. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Did you know that, Joe? I had no idea. So okay. whenever you hear the term bullish and bearish, remember, 
bull strike up, bear strike down. So a bear just stand up, strike down, a bull go, you know, strikes up. So, you know what I mean? So, so bull market and bear market makes sense. Bull yes, market means bull market everything's means, up. That's exactly. what everybody's excited. So that's what we're on, what that's what we're currently in. All right. but, bull market? Yes. I thought we were just sleep. I thought we was in bear. Nah. No. So we're in bull. So the market is based on what is called SPY, the S and P five hundred standard and Poor's five hundred. Okay. You ever heard of that? No. S and you. you I you heard ever, of S and P five hundred. What about Nasdaq? You be seeing yes. that? Yeah. Yep. So the S and P five hundred and Nasdaq pretty much are the markets. And when those are up, that means the whole entire market is following those. Come up a little bit to the mic. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. So when those are up, the entire market is following the, the S&P 500 and NASDAQ. And they have a lot of, of the same stocks. How do you know when something's going into a bull market or a bear market? So... Or coming out? That's when you have to watch the charts. There is no way fundamentally, you will know that the market is up without looking at the chart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I will say. There's no fundamental trader that can't look at the chart because you have to know where you're buying. You know what I mean? You have to use both. You got to know if I'm, researching this com- if I'm researching this company, is it a good entry point? Because just because Apple was a good company doesn't mean you need to invest in it right now. You know what I mean? An entry point is wherever the stock is at right now. Exactly. So you always want to buy stocks on a dip or during turmoil. So the the real slogan is buy when others are fearful, sell when they are greedy. Mm. So you want to buy when there's a market crash because everyone is scared. That's when you you need to buy. See, people have it opposite. They want Mm. to buy when everyone is talking about it. You want to buy when everyone is scared and saying, I want to pull out, I'm afraid. That's when you buy. That's when you buy. Did you do, do you do crypto as well? Yes, I do. And and see, you see what I'm saying? It's the same exact philosophy. You buy when others are fearful and you sell when everyone's greedy. So whenever you see the rappers talking about it's time for me to invest. That's when you need to sell. You see what I mean? <laughs> like I'm keeping it 100. Like, seriously. You see what Meat Mill say. So as Meat starts talking about, yeah, let's get out of this. Because that means culture has caught on to it. So that's so that's when everyone is greedy. See what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. So that's wow. that's literally is that how what happened? Oh, so he tweeted, because we, we were in a, well, in crypto, mm-hmm. it was down. Right. Scarily down. Like, right. I lost... Yo, it was literally like half my portfolio. But that's because we you back bought, up, but yeah, you gotta buy. Don't ever buy when people say buy. Mm. You buy when people like, ah, is this looks bad. You know what I mean? Mm. It's never like really bad as bad as people say. Like the dip. Yeah, like there's a dip, and people are like, yo, we not buying this. It's trash. And then you buy, and then it goes down even further. So here's the beautiful thing about the stock market. There are ways to know if for sure the stock is about to go up. So there is an indicator called the RSI, Relative Strength Index, right? Okay. So I teach all of this in uh, my course or not. You can literally make money like this, but you only, in my opinion, need to buy when things are oversold. So here's how the indicator works. So there's... Here's, so the indicator is like this, right? And then there's a resistance on the indicator and then there's support, support. right? Support, yep. I'm, but, I'm a trader. I know what's going but on. But it's different this time, right? <laughs> so the top is now called level 70, which means overbought. 
And the bottom now is called level 30, which is oversold. Okay. All right. Okay. Hold on. No, 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 no. Slow down. I'm slow down I got you. Down. I got you. Okay. I'm, about, I'm about to keep going. Okay. So okay. Remember, how, okay. What, what, what are we talking about right now? We're this talking is... about the RSI and why and how to tell whether you should buy companies and to know for sure when to buy them if they're on a nice dip. Oh, okay. So it's the same chart. You're just look, you're giving these the support and you know uh, I got I gotta names. show you. Yes. I gotta show you. I need to see it. Okay. Because um, But I can explain it yes. while I'm showing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships, okay? So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the, support is, um, the support is appreciated, okay? Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. Okay. But support means it's the support in the same chart. Okay, is, so um, this is we can bring let me get the Wi-Fi out. So this right here is called our RSI. You trade every day? Yes, I do. Okay. See look, I can show you. Today I had to make a little something some before I got here. But I only made uh <laughs> I only made twenty six hundred and then twenty six hundred today. That's a light day? Yeah. That's a light day. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I just had to make twenty six hundred and just come here. <laughs> so, <laughs> just to show you what's happening. Okay, it's real. So, this right here is called the RSI. So the bottom line. Yeah, oh, bottom line. So the, the the RSI is below the support. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Is that, so, okay. so this is the support right here. 
See what I'm saying? It is mad lines on here, bro. Right. So look, this is the support line, all right? So if I was to draw my support line, right? Let's just say we draw that line. It would be right here because we see those touches, correct? What touches? See those touches? Boom, boom. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Touches of that line. Mm -hmm. So it broke support here and then it's back. So this is when it breaks support, when it breaks below a line that has a lot of touches. Gosh, and when do you buy? You want to buy right here when everyone is fearful. So look at that. BA dropped and it got oversold. And you see that? What does oversold mean? That means that this indicator is telling you that prices are too low. Mm. So this is a this is almost a guaranteed way, but it's only with good companies. That's something oh. I want to warn people with. Like, so let's just say Apple gets oversold on the RSI. Right. It's almost a hundred percent chance it's gonna it's gonna bounce. Right. Especially when it's like at levels like as low as 20. So whenever you so this green level I just showed you, right? So let's just say it went as low as it went as low as 25. You see that? 24. Mm-hmm. So if that thing gets at 20, let's just say Apple, uh, Amazon, Tesla, anything like that gets oversold, mm-hmm. you always want to buy. But be careful with overbought because stocks can keep, they can sit in limbo while they're up. You see what I'm saying? So but real quick, oversold means they sold too many of the stock, like too many people that bought the stock? Oversold is just saying that Okay, so in the stock market, there's buyers and then there's sellers, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. So whenever you see prices shooting downward, that's because a vast majority are selling. Mm. And the majority could be people, gotcha. machines, uh, hedge funds. Right. Um, all of that plays a role. Too in many people sold their stock in this one particular time period. Yes, it's a okay. lot of selling, gotcha. but a lot of institutional selling. So if me and you, so if all of us in this room sell, that won't do anything. Mm. But when the billionaires and the funds and the ones who have all the shares, if they start selling, that's when the prices drop. You see what I'm saying? And you buy at that point? Yes. But it seems like... And that's when it's oversold because the, the big institutions are selling. You see what I'm saying? Would you buy at that point, though? Yes. Okay. Because if, if Amazon and Tesla becomes oversold, yes, you want to buy the dip. Okay, and I'm still, and just answer this question for me. If these major companies who have millions and millions of dollars to pay people mm-hmm. who truly understand this stuff, mm-hmm. if they're selling, mm-hmm. why would I buy? Because. Like they're selling it for buy, a reason. Right. Bad news doesn't always mean bad for the company. So how many times have we seen Apple get sued for knowingly slowing down the iPhones, the old iPhones? But Did they get the, sued for that? Yes. Good. I hate when they do that. <laughs> as soon as you, a new one come out, you know your old one about to start acting oh, yeah. up. That's and they crazy. got sued for that last year. But guess what? Apple was still Apple, and they still going to go up in the stock market. Boeing, the planes crashed. Remember those? Mm-hmm. What happens? They still go up eventually. So during turmoil, you still want to buy good companies because the stock market, in my opinion, is meant to go up. Mm. Think about it. I just told you, do not sell as quick as you buy. See what I'm saying? So when stocks are overbought, you don't want to try to short them 
as much as quickly. Stocks literally they rise quicker than they fall. Mm. I got you. Yeah, my friend told me to buy. I think it was Radio Shack or something like that. Right. Like, yo, you gotta buy it. Everybody's buying. It. I'm like, all right, cool. I took a loss really? because everybody was excited, and I bought on the excitement. So that's what's going on. People don't realize that there is something called buy the rumor, sell the news. So this is what happens. A lot of people buy on the news. And, and whenever, so that's what I told you. Whenever you see a lot of people talking about it, that's a bad thing because mm. they are what is called the that's news smart. now. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's smart. So buying the rumor means if crypto is down and then you hear a, an analysis say, I believe the price will go up to this or something like that. But that's not even the rumor. Let's just say, for instance, the PS5 when it came out. I can name two instances where this happened. So when the PS5 came out, Everyone, when Sony, you know how Sony, they have a release date event where they just show this is our new system, this is that, right? So a noob trader, a person who knows nothing, will buy when that event happens. Right. They'll say, yo, Sony is about to release the PS5, dog. Buy their stock, is about to go up. And, they, and then they lose money because they don't realize you're supposed to buy on the rumor. Right. Meaning when they say an event is going to happen on this day, you're supposed to buy way, like, weeks before. You're supposed to buy when you know that the event is happening. So what yeah. people do is they push up the stock until the event happened itself, mm -hmm. and then they sell their shares. So it's called buy on the rumor, sell on the news. So you never want to buy a stock during its significant news day. You, you're supposed to buy it leading up to that news day. You see what I'm saying? Got you, Because got you. that's when all the hedge funds and the people are selling because they have already profited on the event. Give me a specific scenario where you really came up off of a rumor. A rumor, I would say Tesla, the, um, the Cybertruck. Mm -hmm. So you remember when Elon Musk uh, first revealed the Cybertruck and, yeah. he, and he broke the window or whatnot? Mm -hmm. So I bought the rumor and I sold the day that the Cybertruck was happening. Tesla is one of the easiest. Hold on, you 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 bought it when they were talking about it, but when it actually comes out, you sell. Yes. Wow. That's what you're supposed to do. Wow. But new traders think you're supposed to buy during the event day, and that's the, that's when it's going to drop. You're never fearful that like yo, I'm a I'm a sell it on that day, and because there's this good hype, it's. Gonna, not going to go up? I don't know why it works like that. That's the way the stock market works. It drops the day that the event, that the news happens. Now, it's different for earnings. This is about news and event days. You're supposed to buy the rumor and sell the news. So that is why a lot of people lose money when, like, AMC was up. By the time they try to buy it, they see, they, they were supposed to buy when the rumors that AMC was going to blow. You see what I'm saying? Mm, and that's crazy because I did hear it. But I'm like, yeah, we in COVID. It, my own rationale. Right. I think, okay, we're in we're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. AMC's closed. They're not they're not they're they're not making any money. But because everybody's gonna be in the house, 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. They're going to find a new way to enjoy themselves. Mm -hmm. Meaning, we, ain't no reason. Why do I need to go to the movie theater again? Right. So even after the pandemic, ain't nobody going back to the movies like that. I couldn't see it because I'm thinking everybody's going to be nervous to be around each other. So with my amateur ability to research, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, no, I'm, I'm not going to buy it. But then I was sick when I started looking at the stock price. I said, golly. But that's not why it, uh, that's not why it went up. It's not because it has nothing to do with, I guess you can say personal Or, or common sense at all. This is why AMC, GameStop, all of those exploded. It's because what happens is it was a movement created to for everyone to buy shares, mm -hmm. correct? Yep. So what happened was the people, you and I, were buying more shares than the institutions were at the time. And what happens is when they're trying to sell, they're forced to cover their share. Because remember I told you, they the ones who got to sell for the stock to go down. Mm -hmm. So in order for GameStop, AMC, all these stocks to go down, they have to sell their shares. But if everyone is holding shares, it, it causes a short squeeze. Mm -hmm. So that's why they were trying to limit people from buying it because we're causing this, the stock to short squeeze because the institutions and the large hedge funds have to cover their shares and it forces the prices to go up because now they have to buy. You see what gotcha, I'm saying? Gotcha. Because buyers are stepping in. So they had their force to buy because they can't sell anymore. We're buying it up. Is there anything that you see coming in the next... Like, if, if you could pick something right now that it's going to win next year, what would it be? Do you see anything, anything you're excited about? Because we're at Any a rustling I can hit up some of my rich friends and we could talk about it. But like, I would say that has already happened. I, I predicted the Kroger pop. I predicted a lot of pops, honestly. But I would say uh, Boeing is a stock that I believe everyone should invest in long term. Um, Mo, Alteria Mo, they are stepping into the can cannabis industry. So uh, they were... They are the creators of Marlboro, uh, mm -hmm. the um, cigarette company, mm -hmm. right? So they used to be big on tobacco, but as you know, cigarette usage is declining. Right, for sure. So they are now invested in weed a lot. They're they're very diversified company. That's the one I believe in long term. Um, it is this company called IIPR. They uh, but you you might not know who they are. They're called Innovative. How do you on who you trade with? I trade with TD Ameritrade. 
Okay, I got I do I got Robin and CD. Yeah. Why people don't like uh Robin Hood? People don't like Robin Hood because of Robin Hood was originally supposed to be a share trading stock, mm-hmm. but when you enter when the option part of it caused because basically they were letting people trade commission free. Mm. So if you buy shares in TD Ameritrade, uh, all these others, you would have to pay like I think like 65 cents per transaction or something like that. Okay. So people were fed up with the fees because they were paying a dollar to 65 to 50 cents every transaction. So Robinhood was giving it out free. So of course, for new investors, that's attractive. Yeah. Not only were they giving out free, but they're giving out free stocks. Right. So yeah, that's I got how a couple free yeah. joints. So think about that. Nobody was offering free anything. And then not only that, they had an all-in-app interface. So you can literally deposit money from the app. You can do everything from the app. So that is what makes Robinhood popular regardless of the uh, skept- skeptical, you know, the skeptics, right? So, but traders don't like it because it's slow, um, bad order execution, Mm. And they they freeze often. Gotcha. But for the simplicity and for just, I guess, a good, visibly appealing interface, people mm. like Robinhood. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So this, this is what I got. I got um, Apple, Amazon, and URI. Actually, Trap gave me all of these. AAPL, AMZN, and then URI. Why do you only have three? That's all you told me to get. <laughs> no, I, I got some in here. Check it out. I got I got Robinhood too. I got a couple joints in Robinhood. Um, I got what I got. You up though? Oh yeah, so we up. What you need on. to do? This joint was ahead too. My my man, um, uh, Melvin Nunnery gave me this. Oh shoot! Oh look, oh, so man. look, I'm up eight grand today. But, oh, so you got Robin Hood. Yeah. No, that's, that's Robin Hood. Oh, yeah, you rock with it. Right, so I'm right. up eight grand. And look. Today. Yes. And look at all that. So this is the part why I'm I tell you. I'm up 46 dollars. <laughs> so this is the part why I tell you I'm up well over a lot of money in the stock market. So all of these are gains. Mm. See what I'm saying? So I'm up 10,000 on that one. I'm up 17 on that one, 14. All right, what should I buy right now? Um... I would say you no, no, did you buy anything today? No. Did you I buy didn't. anything yesterday? No. You buy something tomorrow? No. Okay. I have to I have to wait for the market to drop. But so the market's too up right now. Yes. So what's the red ones mean? It just the means, red it's, means it's that, down from where it was yeah, yesterday. Just, yeah. So you see how it's red? It's just, but I'm still up on it. It just means right, on today. Yeah, today's return is not positive. How can you see? Can you see like the total so amount you're up? I'm up 17 grand on Kroger, and I used to work for Kroger. Dang. And they pay me a dividend per quarter. So now I'm up 18 grand. So we're 17. It's just bouncing from 18 to 17. How do you know how much you're up total versus how much you put in? Right. Is there a way? No, I'm talking about like the total portfolio. Can you see that? Kroger just uh, hit its 52 week high. So this is when I got in Kroger at $31. $31. But it's at 46. And you bought a bunch of, you bought 1,200 shares. Yeah, because yeah, I was confident yeah. in it and now I'm up 18 grand. What else you confident in, bro? I need something. <laughs> well, oh, I'm, showing, you... I'm showing you live proof. So that way, if people ask, is Aristotle this and that, you're seeing it. Yeah. With your okay. own two eyes. Yeah, so tell me, 
Tell me what you like right now that is a good... Don't y'all want to know, like, what I can buy right now? I'm in the market. Yeah, okay. like, what are we doing? Um, I would have to go research. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when people ask that question... Oh, but right stock, now you're saying we're too far up for you to buy yeah, anything. Yeah, so, so, like, for instance, when you ask a stock trader what's next, we would literally have to go and research and find it, if that makes sense. Mm. Because we're not thinking about it right now. We're just... I'm a trader, day trader, too. So I long-term invest, but I don't look at that. So I'm up 8,000. If I wasn't, me and you didn't have a conversation about it, I wouldn't have known I was up 8,000. See what I'm saying? Mm. So When do you ever cash out? Do you take profits? Well, you got to hold stocks for a generation. So what I learned is, so I'm not going to sell these because... Ever? Let me tell you why. And this is what what makes stock traders good after about the five-year mark, people start to become good. It's because experience. I watched five years of stuff, of not being able to get in stuff. Should have got in that. Should have, would have, could have. So, for instance, I remember when Tesla was $150. I remember when Square Cash, the creators of Square mm-hmm. of uh, Cash App mm-hmm. or whatnot, I remember when they were $46, and now they're like in the 300s and 400s, something like that. Oh, did you buy it at the... Yes, and then I sold like at the 100 mark. So what I start realizing mm. is, I, I don't, I don't, man, it's a lot of stuff. I can name so much stuff. Uh, Roku is a big one. I remember when Roku was $30. How much is it now? Like 400 or something. Golly. So, so after you go through a period of time of seeing stuff go up for a course of years and you're missing out on, you're going to be like, okay, certain stuff I'm not going to sell. Like, for instance, Kroger. I knew that Kroger was going to boom. I looked at the uh, data. How did you know that, though? Because Kroger, Kroger's oh, trash. If you go in the no, store, no, it's no. like... Let me, let me explain, though. See, this is what you don't know about Kroger. Now we got to get on this Very topic. Very ghetto. Now we got to get on this topic. <laughs> so I used to work for Kroger in high school. I literally made... I'm up 18000 because of something I remember when I was 17 years old, sitting in the office, about to get hired for a job. Mm. But I didn't work for Kroger. I worked for their company, which is Dylan. So this is Kroger's game. Kroger likes to let towns keep their name. And then they'll own you, but they'll let you keep your name because they don't want to bring in a new face or whatnot. So you might go to I a store. I don't understand. Let towns keep their name. What do you so mean? So in Kansas, the store I worked in was called Dylan's, but they were owned by Kroger. And then uh, they got other Hold on, branches. What? Hold on. What? They were called... It's a grocery store. Kroger is a grocery store. Kroger is the the whole oh, brand. Oh, so it was a, like, let's just say, Davis Groceries. Yes, and but they will Kroger, let you keep Kroger your name. buy that joint. Buy it, but let you keep oh. your name and supply you the, uh, the, the supplies or whatnot. So they'll turn you up, but let you keep your name. I see what you're doing, Kroger. I yeah, see you so, out so here. Kroger, okay. everybody's sleeping on Kroger. They thinking Kroger is just... A small little, but they literally own so many stores, but they letting them keep their names. So in Kansas, it's called Dillon's. In Texas, it's called this. In California, it's called that. And you see what I'm saying? Oh. That's what Kroger is doing. So that's why they got so much money. And that's why they're so profitable. That's actually dope. That is. But, I, but guess where I learned that? I learned that eight years ago. I didn't, I didn't learn that today. I learned that literally when I was getting hired when I was 17 years old, mm-hmm. and then I sat back and thought about it, I said, man, Kroger is behind. 
but they have a lot of money. And whenever a company is behind in technology, but has money, see, I knew they had money, but the average person doesn't. Because mm-hmm. they are actually the second largest grocery store giant behind, I think, Walmart. So they're, really? They, yeah. Bigger than Publix? Yes. Yes. But it, oh. Why the lights be so low in Kroger? <laughs> it be so dark. It don't, it don't create a, buy, a nice buying environment. You know what I mean? Like, Publix is like real bright and it's yeah. green and fresh. Kroger is like, you go, it's like depressing a little I bit. I got another store you might not know about, Dollar General. Did you know Dollar General has more stores than McDonald's and Walmart? They are, they have more stores than anybody else. Let me tell you why. Why? Because if you, if you from, have you ever been to the country? Every country, there's more rural town, they're more rural than there is city. So Walmart is in the cities, they're not in the rural. So every rural town has a, has a Dollar General. Let me guess, you're invested in Dollar General. Yeah. Okay. But see, but see, okay. I see, but see there's certain things I know because my wife is from the country. Her town only has one store, and it's a Dollar General. And then I go to the next town, the only store they have is a Dollar General. And you go to the next town, the only store they have is a Dollar General. And then by the time you get to Augusta, they still gonna have Dollar Generals, but now you see Walmart. You see, oh, you see wow. what I'm saying? So look it up. They have the most stores out of anybody. So that's the fundamental analysis, the stuff behind that's the, the fundamental, charts. yes. That's the part. And what I tell people is sometimes life experiences will be able to tell you certain things. Like, for instance, I knew which cruise line to invest in because I went on all three cruises. I went to Carnival, I went to Norwegian, and I went to Royal Caribbean. You didn't invest in Carnival, did you? I definitely did. Really? Because you got to think of who's going to serve, what is, what is the audience? The, well, yeah. And who has the most ships and who's going to serve the most people that can afford to buy it and give them a good time? So what I learned from experiences on investing in cruise, so I can show you I'm investing in Carnival and I'm up. The, the Carnival, are you investing in Norwegian too? Nope, I'm only investing in Carnival. Now mm-hmm. I could. Now I'm not up that much. I'm only up uh, 3,200. Right. But... Life experiences have taught me about investing as well. Kroger, Carnival Cruise Line, I bought on life experience and just checking out the brand. Like, mm. now that makes me more intrigued to go and check out a lot of brands now because it's going to see what am I investing in. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, fundamental is also about life itself, too. <sighs> that is good. That, I, I, I never really thought about it like that. I never really thought about it like that. So now when I'm, I'm, I'm going to start like thinking of, okay, let me ask you this. How long do you think this market, we're in a bull market now. Right. How long do you think this is going to last? Or is there no way to tell? It's, it's been a bull market since March 19th, 2020. The but, day I got in the army, the day I left the army was March 20th, 2020. And that was the You just last, left the army? Yeah. Oh. I haven't even been out of the army for a year and a half yet. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was a millionaire before I left the army. From stocks. From stocks and business. What other what business do you are you running? The the streams of incomes. Yeah. So I have uh, we went over this last. I have ten streams of income. Mm-hmm. So should I name them all? Yes. Okay. Absolutely, Aristotle. Okay. So I just showed you two. 
stocks, yep. trading, yep. dividends. So those fall in their own three categories. Okay. Right? Oh, then, so dividends is a stream of income that you regularly... Yes. Okay. So as you saw Kroger, they just paid me $250. That's right. pending. That's a stream of income for me. For sure. So not only did I make 18 grand from them, but I'm making 200 every... Well, $250 every three months. Got it. Okay. So $1,000 a year on top of... Right. Plus so, all the other companies that you have dividends. Right. Okay, I got So you. that's three, right? Yep. Then we have my group chat. And then we have... Uh, I might have more than 10. I ain't gonna lie. You probably do. Yeah. So uh, stocks, trading... And you know, it's crazy because dividends. you have stocks, but you have a bunch of stocks that all spit off a stream of income. Yep. Which is... Okay, yeah, keep going. Yep. So um, my books... Hold on, what happens in the group chat? What happens in the group chat? Yeah. That's where I tell people what I'm buying and selling. Oh, so you know what you're going to buy. You're just not telling me. No. So, 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 so... In the group I don't chat. have a, uh, a long-term play, but trading, we could trade right now. You know what I mean? All right, yo, so check this out. I got some money in my E-Trade. I got money in my E-Trade. And it's literally been there for probably... I don't know, six months or so. Hold on. Mm -hmm. So, hold on, where's that? Do you use E-Trade? Yeah, what's yeah. up with this? We're sorry, we're unable to process your request. What? All right, maybe I got to um Want me to finish that. my streams of income? Yes, please. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I want you to tell me where I'm supposed to uh, invest. I probably got to do a, um, I don't know, it's an update. And I have money in Trade Station too. But okay. I'm going to ask you like what I can trade. Go ahead. Well, before we even... Okay, so I, but after this, I'm going to explain what I'm going to need from you as far as learning this first. Yes. Because that is what you hear us preach all the time. You don't want to hop in blindly. All I got to do is teach you the, the foundation of trading, which is support resistance, candlesticks, volume, um, and uh, trend lines. Okay. Once I teach you all those, the foundation of technicals, then we can talk about trading because let's just say I say, David, I want you to get in Apple at this price point and you're going to buy it for a bounce. You wouldn't know what I'm talking about. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a lot of I stuff. I know what calls and puts are. Exactly. Those. So okay. trading, a lot of it that we do is scalping. So this is our game. This is how I make a, a lot of money in the stock market as far as my strategy now. What I do is I buy a lot, but I only want to profit a little bit off that a lot. So, for example, mm -hmm. I will, let's just say I'm scalping Apple. I'm buying $20,000 worth of contracts for Apple. What does scalping mean? Scalping means I'm quickly, yeah, I need to elaborate. I'm scalping means I'm quickly entering and exiting it. So okay. that means it could be five seconds to five minutes. It's a mm -hmm. very quick play I'm trying to capitalize on. So what I'll do is when you scout, you stand to make about, I would say 10 to about 50% profit. Mm. So if I get 50% of 20K, that's 10,000. Mm. But if I get 20% of that, I believe, what is that? 4,000. Mm -hmm. So all I want is 20% of 20 grand. That's a $4,000 play Quickly, you see what yeah. I'm saying? So my game is to, but I know what I'm doing. That's right. my game. Right. But that's that's me evolving as a trader. Because soon, because our game used to be this. 
we used to try to use 1,000 to make another 1,000 mm. instead of using 5,000 and get 20% of that. Because you get what I'm saying? Because think about it. If you got the skill to make 1,000 from 1,000, then that means you know how to make 100% return. Yeah. So why not try to make lower percentages but with more capital? You see what I'm saying? Oh, so you're not, you're not, just, you're not as greedy. You're exactly. like, oh, if I, if I catch a little... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Play, I'm pulling out. Exactly. That's how I make a lot of money doing it now. Because I'm putting in 20000 10000 but I only want 2000 4000 from that. Got it. You see what I'm saying? Whereas how we used to invest was, we're trying to flip a lot of our money. You know what I mean? That makes sense. So, that makes sense. So that's how you grow as a trader. So let's just say you, David, started out with 10000 Yes. Let's talk about how we can scale that 10000 to 100000 Okay. So let's, just, so let's just say it's January 1st, 2022, right? And you say, Aristotle, I just want to make another 100K by the end of the year, right? Right. So what is that going to take? It's 250 trading days in a year. Mm-hmm. So you say you start with 10,000, right? Mm-hmm. And we want, and our goal is 100K. So if there's 250 trading days in a year, it's going, you're going to have to average $400. Right. So how does David average $400? After he learns the strategies from uh, me, where's my water? So after I teach you support resistance, candlesticks, trend lines, volume, all of those things we were talking about, right? After I teach you that, now I'm going to say, okay, with this 10000 here's how you're going to use it to make sure you're profitable and lose the least amount of money. I'm going to say the 20% rule, right? So you're going to use 20% of that 10000 right? So you, right. you only have 10000 worth of capital, but I only want you playing with 20% of that at a time when okay. you're trading. So that way, if you make a mistake, you still got 80% For sure. of your money left to try again. So that is how you stay afloat, by not using all of your capital in gotcha. trading. So in investing, you want to use a bulk of your capital because you're diversifying. You see what I'm saying? You saw that I had all my capital out. Yeah. So now, of that 20%, you're only going to be playing with $2,000. Right. Right? But your goal is to make $400 off that $2,000, which is 20%. That's doable? You see what I'm saying? I mean, is that possible every day? Yes. You're using $2,000 and all you want to do is make a 20% play. I can definitely make a 20% play every day. A 10%, 20% play every day. You don't take no losses? Yeah, you can. You don't, re- you don't often take losses, though? In trading, I would say in a month, if we're doing it, I would say probably three to four times. Four out of a month. The whole month. Because you got to think. I'm not playing the same game as I'm not long term. I'm high probability trading. You see what I'm saying? So I'm waiting. I have a list of eight things I want to happen. And I'm like, 
a lion in the jungle waiting on it to attack. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm in the bushes, creeping, waiting for these eight things to happen. So whether it's the gazelle drinking water, whether it's the elephant walking alone, right, right. whatever it is, I got a strategy for when I'm going to attack. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So that's how I play the market. So basically, in order for me to lose, it has to either be, and it can be a rare occasion where, uh, but it's, it happens I won't say rare, but it's rare to happen. Hold on. Is that my phone? Whose phone is that? Is that your phone? It might be your phone. My phone next to me. See, man, we trying yeah. to run a professional show yeah. here. Is that my phone? That was mine? All right, thanks. So here's my the bad. thing. You want, <laughs> you, want, you want to have a stop loss. Mm -hmm. So I do know about that. Right. I about stop loss, but you can explain it to the, to the amateurs because they don't really know. So remember... I said, you, so remember, I said, you're starting with 10,000. Yeah. And then we're only going to use 20% of that. Mm -hmm. And then of that 20%, we only want 20% of that profit, right? Okay. So we want 20% profit off 20% of our portfolio, which is 400. Yeah. And remember, if you average $400 a day, you're going to have six figures at the end of the year because 400 times 250 is 100K. For sure. So that is how... Theoretically, you're supposed to do it. It's consistency. So you, David, want to just get, you know, four hundred dollars every day from ten thousand. Right. But you're only using two thousand. So I'm going to teach you some strategies that are going to help you get that twenty percent. You see what I'm saying? Right, sure. So what you're going to do is you're going to be the same way Aristotle does. I'm going to give you some strategies, and then you're going to be literally a lion in the bushes waiting on this to pop off in order to get your 20%, and then you're happy. That's very lit. You see what I'm saying? But then you just keep doing it consistently. Now, granted, every day is not going to be a green day. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So what you need to do, you might have to have an $800 day because it will happen. You're going to have a $1,000 day one day, $1,200, but, but then you might have a, a $600 day loss. Mm -hmm. So in order, But you have to average $400 a day to be six figures at the end of the year. Gotcha. And the Which stop is loss is like once you get to this particular level, it stops spending your money. Exactly. No, no. So this is a stop loss in option trading world. So let's just say you invested that $200, I mean $2,000, right? Mm -hmm. You throw it in the market, right? On a trade. And that's light size right. to us, $2,000 in the market. Your stop loss will be, let's just say you only want to lose... Well, I'll give you our rules for stop loss. For day trades, it would be 20%. So if you lose 400, we would say pull out of that. Mm -hmm. If you, that's for day trades. Now for swinging, we would say it's 50%. So if you lose 1,000, we would say pull out of that. Gotcha. And the stop loss, you said that before you even start trading, yeah? Yes, and it's going to be manual. You want to say, okay, I, I want, but you can do stop limits which that's a little bit more advanced. Gotcha. I can't really explain on camera for yeah, people to see Yeah, they're probably not it. going to get it. That's too yeah, advanced for them. exactly. You know what I mean? But that is what you would do. You would have a low stop loss in order to protect your capital. Mm -hmm. So your goal was to make 400, but 400 is also, if you lose that, let me get out. Right, so right. now you have, what, 9,400 left to play with. You see what I'm saying? I'm actually prepared to play this game, man. Cause, cause I want to learn it. It's better than Vegas. Think about it. I'm giving you situations that's going to give you the best odds versus yeah. in Vegas, you're guessing. Yeah, you know that's what I'm a saying? Fact. Versus fact. this one, all you have to do is play by the rules. Now, this is how people lose because they don't play by the rules. 
See what I'm saying? Like, people are investing based on what they homeboy said. They're investing based on... I I'm just keeping it 100. Like, people, yeah, you, won't, you won't win that way. Mm-hmm. You have to educate yourself. Yeah. So, of course, someone's going to say, okay, this is hard to do because I tried it. But then when you ask them, how, how, how extensive was your education on this? Yeah. That's when, okay, you're going to hear crickets. Gotcha. Gotcha. Y'all ready to trade? Y'all ready to trade? Y'all ain't ready? You ain't ready. J-Star, you ain't ready. Man. Yeah, all right. So, so um, you, you got some pretty successful students? Oh, yeah. I got a lot of testimonials. I even made about, I know on record, about three millionaires. What? What you mean? Like three millionaires. Probably, probably way more than that, but it's like the ones who have confessed to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, it'd be some people have egos yeah. about that. If if somebody helped them get to a certain point, you know what I mean? Now, I've I've definitely changed the culture of option trading though. Because Dude. what I did was like literally, so the whole culture of Instagram option trading, like that's that I, I put a whole little mark on that. You know what I mean? Because Oh wow, that's crazy. You gotta think. I made it very accessible for the average person to learn it. Mm. It used to be you had to pay 4000 for yeah. it. And I started giving it away for free and charging a low price for the course. You know how, what I mean? How much is the course? 440 Huh? For, well, my, so we have, but we have a tour, though. So the, so the course was 440 but now I'm having an in-person conference, which is 1500 gotcha. And it's going to be in Atlanta. But the 440 yo, first off, can I get a discount from my group? Do you have, like, a promo code? You can say no. Well, you get in free. You get in free. I want you to check it out. That's love. But the actual course for, like, people that's watching say, yo, I want to... I don't care if it's, like, 10%, 5%, something, just so they pay a little less than everybody else. Can you set up a promo code? We can do that. Hey, I I told you, just shoot the shot. Social proof. Let's make the promo code social proof. That's what I just... So if if people are interested, give them a little bit of love for watching this whole hour. They can... You know what? They can show up to the... Atlanta tour for a discount. Well, when is the, well, we don't know when it's September out. 11. We don't know when it's coming out though. We don't use dates here. Oh, this that's when it's coming out, September 11. Okay. All right. Well, but the tour, that's something you go to or that's like something they can always be a part of throughout the year. Oh, they can go to if we go they we're in their city. Oh, so basically oh, yeah. I see, yeah. I see, I see. So basically all I'm doing so is So it starts Okay, it's September a three day. Then. It's a okay. three day. Uh, so basically, the first day, mm-hmm. I'm going to be breaking down the foundation. It's going to be in person. So right. pretend like I'm just teaching it right here. But how often are you going to be doing in person events? Uh, I would say once a month. Okay. Oh right, yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So whenever. Okay. Yeah. yeah we yeah. good. We good. We good. Okay. All right. Look, I gotta. Um, I gotta like. Uh, uh, give, do a special shout out to my my sponsors, but I need you to close this out with something really strong after. My sponsorship thing. Okay, so yeah. um, this episode is sponsored, as always, by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. Themorningmeetup.com is the only organization that gathers every day. Did you know we gather every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I teach entrepreneurship to hundreds of entrepreneurs around the country that show up to the calls like 450 people every morning. Mm. Isn't that amazing? That is crazy. Especially, like, you know how you have your group where, like, the... The sauce is in, the sauce is in like the community, right? So I'm sure people like kind of bounce ideas off each other and had an energy. We got that joint, man, every day. And we got a book club. I don't read many books, 
But uh, actually, I read no books in 2020, but we read 10 books together in the organization, in the morning meetup this year, 2021. So it's absolutely amazing. So go to themorningmeetup.com. It's only a dollar trial. Check it out. If you like it, you can stay. If not, you can leave. It's all good. Aristotle, man, you are definitely a thinker. You're brilliant. Appreciate it. You've heard that before, though. Yeah, I have. I've never been to college either. It's a crazy thing. That's why you'd have got all A's and been able to, like, be drunk the whole time. And still get A's. Now, that was me in high school. I was the guy who, uh, no, I didn't drink or nothing, but I didn't smoke or drink in high school. I didn't start smoking until I got out of the Army. I'll say last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I enjoy okay. it. But, but yeah, man, yeah, first off, I want to say that's a good program that he run as far as teaching entrepreneurship. It's really dope. It's a great program or whatnot. Might have you in there uh, giving, giving a 40-minute session on. Oh, yeah. For real. Yeah. We collab on that. See, if I just want to say I appreciate David for bringing me on the show. Yeah, absolutely, man. First off, t- tell them how to connect with you, and we'll have the we'll have a link in the in the description where they can take part in your book and your course and all that kind of stuff. Um, but how can they connect with you? They can connect with me. Well, I'll always be on Instagram Live at Aristotle underscore Investments, uh, just bringing people on live, talking to random people, and on top of that, DM. I literally clear out my DM every day, me or my team. So, sheesh. Yeah. That's so. love. That's love. Do we, Joe, every day? I clean, I make sure my DMs are cleaned out because for one, that just shows that you care for yeah. one. For two, it's just, I just like the look on their faces when they talking to me or whatnot. You sure, know, just like sure. their reactions. Absolutely. You know, I can't Absolutely. see their faces. <laughs> you know <laughs> no, what I mean? No. Yo, make sure y'all tap on Aristotle, man. I, I like for you to kind of close us out with a word of wisdom. Uh, something that, um, that that there's somebody here, and for one, their, their brain is turning some spaghetti because they're like, I don't think I can get it. But what's crazy is I'm not a good listen learner. Mm-hmm. But some of the pictures you painted today helped me truly understand it, which I'm not as afraid of it anymore. So right. talking to somebody who is like the old you, how would you encourage them as we close it out? Encourage the old me. The old so you. The old me, I would say, for one, financial literacy is key. That's first and foremost. If you want to get ahead in life and if you want to win, financial literacy is the only way. And by financial literacy, I mean you must be versed in how to spend, save, and scale your money. So all of us need multiple streams of income and all of us need ways to scale our money. So whether it's buying property, where it's Airbnb, all of us need more than one stream of income. And if you're in a household, use your spouse as a benefit to your business. You will make more money that way. That's a fact. Can't close it out no better than that, man. Do yourself a favor. One, follow Aristotle. Two, go get you some social proof, meaning go build something really, really big. Um, But then I need you to go back to your community and teach your community how you did what you did. It's the only way our community grows. I, we are out of here. Peace. Get it. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. 
Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts. You need to be in an environment of success. So head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your $1 seven-day trial. That's right, just $1 for seven days of access to The Morning Meetup. Take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today. Themorningmeetup.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.